Welcome to the Equipping You in Grace podcast, hosted by Dave Jenkins. The Equipping You in Grace podcast is a podcast about helping Christians develop a biblical worldview in a conversational tone about issues inside and outside the church. Now, for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. All right, guys. Well, welcome back to the Equipping and Grace podcast. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this podcast. And with me today is a guest that you know well already. It's my good friend, sister in Christ, Doreen Virtue. Welcome back, sister. Hi, Dave. Thanks for having me on your show. It's, it's great to have you. Can you just catch us up on what's been happening in your life, marriage, ministry, and what ministry projects you've been working on? Absolutely. Well, Michael and I are both very busy with work. Michael got a promotion, praise the Lord. And I've got this part-time job that helps to pay the bills. That is a job I can do at home. So thank you, Lord, for that provision. And I've been doing lots of videos, including videos with you, mostly discernment videos. And it is my prayer to turn some of these videos into free booklets for Amazon Kindle, even though I don't use Amazon anymore. I'm, boy- I'm boycotting them because of their stance on um, abortion. But nonetheless, people go on Amazon. And unfortunately, some of my old products are still on there that other people are selling. So my prayer is to uh, make free Kindle booklets available that are transcripts of these videos. So I'd appreciate people praying about that because I have to figure out the logistics of how to do that. We'll definitely be praying for you and with you both. And as you guys do all that you guys are doing, we, I know Sarah and I just appreciate all that you guys do. So thank you, Michael. And I love you and Sarah too. And I'm so glad she's on your program. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. She comes on. We, we, she actually in her office now, she's got my old microphone and and Uh. things. So, so next time she comes on here soon, not sure when, but you know, people will be able to see that. So nice. Yeah. Well, can you tell us about uh, this, uh, the Enneagram conference? Uh, the title of it is the Enneagram. What's true? What's false? Does it matter? Um, you put on by Midwestern Outreach and in grace, it's produced by American Gospel. Any Anything that we should know about it? Absolutely. Well, this is an uh, this is an Enneagram exposed conference. Some people have misunderstood and thought that we were promoting the Enneagram. Absolutely not. This is a conference to um, really break down what the issues are and why no Christian should have anything to do with the Enneagram. And so each of the speakers have a different topic. I will be talking about how the nine Enneatypes were conceived and invented by a shaman and psychiatrist named Claudia Naranjo, who got the information, and he openly admits this, through automatic writing. And that's a form of divination, trans-channeling, it's even mediumship. And in this conference, I'll be talking about how Naranjo is a big fan of channeling spirits, and he doesn't even care if they're demons. He openly admits that. So these nine enneotypes, with my background, I have a BA and MA in counseling psychology from Chapman University. And I was a practicing psychotherapist years ago, and I was involved with personality uh, tests, legitimate ones like the Stanford Binet and the MMPI, um, and how the Enneagram, just like the Myers-Briggs, which I have a video on, um, both of those came out of the occult. And while people are craving 
validation and wanting to know about themselves. They want, you know, who am I? They want all these questions answered, the existential questions. It's normal, part of human behavior. But we should not be focused on getting those answers from the Enneagram. And then I get pushback, Dave, from people who say, yes, but it helped me and it was accurate. So how could it be bad? It helped my marriage. So it must be from God. Well, we have to remember that the devil is a master at mixing in truth and lies. He's also the counterfeiter. And we see that in Pharaoh's court when the sorcerers are mimicking God's miracles that are coming through Moses and Aaron. And they can mimic to a point God's uh, miracles. So just because something seems to work does not mean it's from God. And especially if it violates God's commandments. And the Enneagram violates the commandment against mediumship, Deuteronomy 18, and divination, again, Deuteronomy 18. And so it's it's opening a doorway to demons to get involved with this so-called personality test, which is so basic. If you look at the questions, you it's it's like those hokey what are your spiritual gifts tests, you know, where you can you can gear the answers in a way that you want. So let's just say that you're a cessationist and you don't like speaking in tongues. So every question that comes up on this so-called spiritual gift test where it asks about tongues, you just say no. And so, surprise, spiritual gifts are not speaking in tongues because you geared it that way. The Enneagram is the same thing, that you, you'll you gear it toward your ideal self, and it's self-fulfilling, and it's very narcissistic. It's very much a me-centered, false gospel. Instead of putting our eyes on the cross, what Jesus did for us and all the sins that we've all committed, that he took the wrath for those sins, and he imputed his righteousness to us. The Enneagram puts us on as the center of this false gospel. And um, anything that takes our eyes off the cross, we get into trouble with. Yeah, that's that's really, really good. You know, I, I think that one of the things that I appreciate about this conference is, you know, Justin Peters is going to speak about trading solo scripture for primary scripture. Uh, Doug uh, Gruthis is a well-known apologist. People may not be familiar with him. You know, of course, we have you speaking that you mentioned about and uh, Mar- Marcia. I oh, Marcia Montenegro. Marcia Mar- Mar- Montenegro, yeah. Who she almost single-handedly was the first uh, watch person on the tower, on uh, watch person on the wall to sound the alarm about the Enneagram way back when it was just starting to be introduced to the church. It's it was it's a new age tool. It started at Esalon and the um, out, out in Chile at this kind of new age center. But people like Richard Rohr, who uses Christian lingo but is not orthodox. In fact, he's a heretic. And Susan Sibyl and some of the the Christian publishers who seem to have no discernment have published books on the Enneagram and. And then people have introduced it into churches, and it's really a Trojan horse for bringing in false teachers. So then people at the church think, well, this must be safe because my pastor's wife is teaching it. And then they get introduced to Richard Rohr and his theology, as you've studied that too, where he just turns the gospel on its ear and inside out and talks about the universal Christ that all of us are already saved and there's no talk about you need repentance and you didn't, Jesus didn't need to die on the cross under his theology. So um, we, it's not only Enneagram test, but it's 
the tentacles of the false teachers that are attached to it that we're very concerned about. Yeah, you brought up a really good point about publishing that, um, you know, that's kind of the world I have lived in and, you know, camped in for since really 2009. For those who don't know, I don't know if you know this, I have over 300 published reviews. I've done over 400 interviews uh, since, you know, I started this podcast in 2015. And, you know, you look at you go look at the top books every year and it's it 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 disgusts me that's that's how i'll say it about the type of books that you know the zondervan's the thomas nelson's um ivp the ivp the uh uh water breckmolt noma uh, especially those 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 ones and you look at it and you have to ask yourself you're a christian this is supposed a Christian publisher publishing things, not just on the Enneagram, but publishing prosperity gospel, publishing, you know, want to be careful. They, Zonovan does publish Costi, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they publish some good things. Um, yeah, it's like Baker. Thomas Nelson, you know, they approached me to do my testimony book, discern uh, my testimony book, deceive no more. Um, and in that book, I talked about Jesus calling, which I consider to be up there with some of the top deception going into the church. And Thomas Nelson published Jesus Calling, and they change it every year so that it flies under the you know the wire of um, not being detected that it's false, which it is. So they, but it's interesting that Thomas Nelson let me do discernment about. A Thomas Nelson book uh, in my book from them. So, yeah, I mean, publishing is a business and they're bottom line oriented and they don't have theologians on staff. I was blessed when writing for Thomas Nelson that my um, editor was the daughter of a solid Baptist pastor. And so she'd grown up under solid Baptist theology. And so she and I got along really well since I'm a Baptist and and um, as, as I was writing this, but yeah, it, um, there was a time when I put up a discernment video about the Enneagram and it had just a little picture of an IVP book and they slapped me with a copyright. And then they later backed down and said, sorry, we shouldn't have done that. But um, they, um, hmm. they're publishing these pseudo Christian books, which are more dangerous than new age books because people drop their guard in the church. And um this is why we're putting this conference on because there's so many pro Enneagram conferences online and they twist it. And they'll, some of them will even do a bait and switch. They'll say, what's wrong with the Enneagram? And you watch this thing and they'll start to say, well, here's what our critics say. Here's what our critics said. And this is why that our critics are wrong. And then they'll say, well, you know, it helps you. So it's got to be from God. And that's just the old argument I keep getting from people who want to try to justify blending new age with Christianity. And they say, well, my horoscope comforts me or you going on yoga mats and saying namaste, which is blasphemy. It comforts me or the Enneagram helps my marriage and tarot cards help me to know the future. No, it doesn't work like that. We don't get to pick and choose these sins and Christian freedom and Liberty do not give us the right to break God's commandments. These are still sins. People also try to put the name Christian 
on top of these practices. So they'll call it the Christian Enneagram or the Gospel Enneagram, or I've seen the Holy Enneagram. And that's like trying to take the Ouija board and put Bible verses on the Ouija board and call it a Christian Ouija board. I mean, that's laughable. And so is it to call it a Christian Enneagram. It's an oxymoron. The Enneagram is New Age Pagan Occult. There's no way to redeem it. It's not like the the people want to say, well, it's like the meat. You know, Paul said that it's okay to eat the meat. He said that the pagan temples were still pagan, though. And that's the analogy to the Enneagram is the pagan temples, not the meat. And besides mm. that, Paul did say that he would never eat the meat if it would cause a brother to stumble. And, the, and using the Enneagram can cause brothers and sisters to stumble into these false teachings. Yeah, that's really good. I just, I just remember, you know, it, it's all about how I feel, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. so I feel, I feel this is right. And so it must be right. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I feel it's right. So therefore I do what's right. And it's like, wait a minute. That's, that's, that's totally backwards. We, we have truth that's supposed to inform what we do in a, in a biblical worldview, not, not how I feel about whatever, which is what which is what I see in the top list of Christian books. I see just nothing but fluff, mm-hmm. which is why on this podcast I'm so careful about you know not only who I have on, but that the book is is actually good because you know there's there's lots of books out there and there's lots of things like the Enneagram and yoga and other things that are impacting the church that you know very few people want to talk about today. They just, they just don't want to talk about it. And then, then if you ask them, well, why do you think that it's like, you know, like, uh, uh, Miss Montenegro, she was, you know, on that program with, um, unbelievable with Justin Briley and Todd Wilson is, is the, is the president of the center for the pastor theologians. And you would think that somebody that is, the head of the center for the pastor theologians um, would would have a little bit more discernment with his PhD and years of pastoral experience to not be swept up in something that is, like you said, demonic. It's totally it is. It's a doctrine of demons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, what did Jesus say about Satan? That he's the father of lies, and he's also the author of confusion. And there's a lot of people confused because, like you said, they are following their feelings. And Jeremiah 17, 9 says that the heart is deceitful. But I think when you're younger, you kind of try that out because the world keeps screaming, follow your heart, believe in yourself, follow your dreams, you know, trust yourself, believe in yourself. And so if we're not careful and we, you know, the Bible tells us be not conformed to the world, but if we're not careful we get conformed to the world and then pretty soon we're just in that sea of chasing after dr- worldly dreams, aren't we? Yeah, that's, that's so true. You know, one of my, it's not even just that, you know, that the Enneagram is an issue, but we're seeing that it is, that it is that many professing Christians in even what I would say, solid churches are becoming enamored with this idea that, well, just, it's, it's just an innocent, you know, like you're saying, it's just an innocent personality test. There's, there's just a few questions. Uh, so if I answer these questions, it'll, it'll be okay. Cause after all, they're just questions. And so why should I, why should I even, you know, we care about 
these things. So, so why shouldn't we not engage in the, you know, the Enneagram? Yeah. Well, that's what a lot of people are trying to argue. Um, and, you know, it's just, uh, Jesus said a little leaven can ruin the whole lump and the Enneagram is leaven. It's, it is something that will lead us astray and point us away from Jesus on the cross. Yeah. I think the concerning thing to me is, um, and, and I know that people who watch this podcast, they appreciate when I do say something like I'm about to say, and they're probably like, can you say it again, please? So, <laughs> but, but the thing is, is we're not in, in Colossians 2.8, we're not to be held captive, Paul says, by worldly philosophy, any, any philosophy outside of the Bible. We're supposed to be captivated by what is in the Bible because it's the only thing that's true. And the only thing that's, you know, we talk in the church today about what's relevant and hip and certainly co in, a, in certain sectors, this is hip and relevant. But the Bible, we need to understand, is not only relevant, but it, it's also sufficient. And so if we, if we focus only on the relevance of the Bible and neglect the sufficiency of the Bible, we're also undermining the truthfulness of the Bible, you know, how it's reliable and and. Uh, without error, not the possibility of error and clear. And I think that's, that's what I would say is if you think that just a personality test is, is good for you. And so that you should take it and you know, that the question, the questions and the answers will lead you to God. I would say, I think you need to go talk to your pastor. And if your pastor doesn't tell you that, you know, that you should mark and avoid that and never do it again, uh, you should run away from that pastor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> run away. Now don't even run away from the pastor. I would go to another pastor immediately at, at that church and say, you know what? I, I was really concerned about this. And so-and-so pastor just told me not, I met with him to talk about this because this, this kind of thing, it's not okay. It's not okay to no. be held captive. We are first Thessalonians 521 tells us to hold all, to test all things and to hold fast to what is good. Um, what is good is in the Bible. And so if you're a pastor supporting the Enneagram, I would just plead with you to repent, please. Uh, get some get some knowledge and understanding of this and equip your people. Uh, send them to this conference, send them to this uh, you know this this time uh, to watch this, refer to it. Uh, I'm going to be doing that again and again for people. I, I want to get this in front of people. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, it, it does matter. Um, it is a huge issue. Like the, the reason that I even, you know, I work with all the publishers. So I also need to say something about that. I think just to clarify, I am not again, I think that there are things that Thomas Nelson and Zondervan and some of the other publishers do publish good material. So when I critique the the majority of what they publish it isn't just because out of a desire to, for to be malicious it's actually or to get you into score points and everyone's like more of that please more of that please it's 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 actually the opposite it's it's because it 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 bothers me that people are being spoon-fed that stuff that actually isn't going to help them mm -hmm. and a concern probably of christian publishing that i have about this is that we should be publishing material that uplifts and encourages people in Ephesians 4.29 way. And when a publisher isn't willing to do that, I think they should shut their doors. 
And yeah. that, that would be what I would say. And I know that's a strong thing to say, but, um, you know, it's, it's a ministry to publish books and the church has a long and proud tradition of that. And so, I mean, as we talk about this, this is just one example of where publishers are failing to guard, um, their, the trust, their stewardship. Mm -hmm. And so, Anyway. Yeah, people assume because it says the genre is Christian and this person's holding a Bible that it's something trustworthy. And that's where all of us have to be in the word and comparing everything to scripture and not just uh, assuming that because Joel Osteen is popular, or Joyce Meyer or Beth Moore, that what they're teaching is biblical. It's not. They're teaching the same as the Enneagram, which is you are the center. It's all about you. It's all about um me and you and about getting our wishes granted. And that's not the gospel. The gospel is our Lord and Savior, Jesus, who was sinless, came to earth fully God and fully man. He was the only one qualified to take the wrath that we all deserve for the sins we've all done. And Jesus died on the cross, terrible, excruciating, painful death to take the wrath that we deserved and to impute his righteousness to us. And that's huge. And we're saved by God's grace and mercy through our faith in Jesus. And Jesus died on the cross and he went to, three days later, he was raised. And then he was ascended to be at the right hand of the Father and he will return to judge us all. And those of us who are in Christ, he'll see, God will see Christ. God will see our Christ's sinlessness. He won't see our sins. But if people are not in Christ, they will be cast out into outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. And that's what that's how important this all is. If people don't know the real gospel, how will they be saved? And how will they be saved unless people say it, how the messengers bring the good news to them? So this is a salvific issue, getting involved in false teachings. And it can start with the Enneagram. Most false teachings start with something that seems innocent, like going to an energy healer or having angel card readings or using crystals or using oils as idolatry. It seems so innocent and it seems like, oh, this will give me something good. So God must approve. And then you just get on that path of false teachings and you just keep going down, 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 darker and darker and darker. And I can't tell you how many people, Dave, have told me that they don't even know how they got involved with satanic worship and witchcraft, but they know it started with them getting involved first with something that seemed innocent. And then they just wanted more and more and more and more. It was insatiable appetite for things that are not godly. So this is, this is really important to stay away from the Enneagram and similar false teachings. Mm. Really good. Really good. And our concern, our concern out of all this is for the truth, you know, as you just said, out of the truth of God's word, which, you know, we've been given new hearts with a new nature. And so the great commandment applies to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, and with all of our soul. And so it's because of that understanding then that we would want to speak out about false teaching and false teachers, um, not to point to ourselves, but like you said, to point to the truth and say, Hey, actually, you're going this way, and the Bible is going this way. Which, like the psalmist present in, in Psalm 1, there's a way for the righteous, and there's a way for the, the scoffers. It's known as the two ways. Which way are you going to go? Are you going to go the way of the scoffer, and, and, or are you going to go the way of the righteous? Are you going to walk the righteous path? 
which is which, which the psalmist describe as blessed, or are you going to go the way of the scoffer? And that's a choice. Even Jesus, Jesus uses this in um, Matthew seven presents that those two ways. There's a way that seems right to man, and which way are you going to go? You're going to go the mm-hmm. the right way, the way of righteousness, or you're going to go the way of unrighteousness. It's it's a choice that that that's why we have to. We have to talk about these things. Uh, it, it not only matters, I think, the way that that we um, that we do talk about them, but also matters, I think, how we talk about them. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things I appreciate about you. I know that you're very concerned about not just giving people the truth, but you know, giving it to them in love, so that they not only see the air, but also can receive it in you know a way that they they understand. And that's how. The Bible it never pits the two against each other. Not never pits the message and the presentation against each other. It's actually both. And so, I just wanted to say that to encourage you. But Thank also, you. praise the Lord. Yeah, same with you, brother. Thanks. And I mean, this is just—I'm horrified to see these Trojan horses going into the church like this, and being welcomed into the church because you know the, the if you if you look at the proponents of Satanism, which is extreme. I never got involved in that, but I've I've looked at like. Anton LaVey and and such, and um, Aleister Crowley, what they taught, if you could summarize Satanism, what they taught was do what you want. That's the main commandment of Satanism is do what you want. And so you can see that underpinning, follow your heart. Don't worry about what God says. That's the serpent in the garden. You know, God didn't really mean that. Genesis 3. And and so the Enneagram just seems to appeal to that part of us who wants to have ourselves on the throne instead of Jesus on the throne. Yeah, that's right. Guys, there's a lot that's that's good that's going to be covered in this conference. You know, Justin Peters talking about Sola Scriptura, which we talk about all the time on this show, Scripture, Bible. Uh, Don Benoit, who leads Midwestern Research, is going to talk about the sites of the church. If you want to a good overview of, of, I'm sure he'll give a good overview um, as I've talked to him before of just the problem and how prevalent it is and how far back it goes. You, you won't want to miss that one. And then, you know, uh, Marcia Montenegro, as you talked about with Richard War, and, you know, this, this just looks really, really good. And I, I would just want to encourage those who listen or watch this and, you know, follow Servants of Grace. I just want to encourage you to to, to take the time to, you know, it's uh, June 13th through uh, the 17th. And then at the end, they're going to have a Q&A. I'm sure the videos will be available later. Um, and uh, so you'll be able to participate in that. And we'll obviously link to all this. But, um, you know, just just wrapping up, where, where can people go to, to find out more about you on Instagram if they're not already finding your, your YouTube channel? And if you don't... absolutely. If you don't follow Doreen on Instagram or on your (laughs) YouTube channel, uh, just go ahead and do that. Thank you, brother. And same with Servants of Grace. Um, So Instagram, it's my name, Doreen Virtue. You can get a hold of me there through instant messages. I am admittedly slow sometimes to reply because it's just me and there's quite a few letters coming in constantly, but I do my best. And if I don't reply, just write again and it pops your letter to the top. YouTube channel is called Doreen Virtue for F-O-R, Jesus. And um, Dave's on the channel quite a bit with talking about discernment and, of course, uh, pointing people to the gospel. 
which I, I love being on your program too. So thank yes. you. Yes. Can you uh, just uh, as we wrap up this conversation, and as I always say, we've only scratched the surface. We ha- we only have uh, scratched the surface on this one. There's more content out there coming. Uh, just as do we, any hopes for the conference, your talk, uh, and the topic as a whole. Yeah, I mean the American gospel just. Brandon Kimber is amazing. His whole ministry is using his skill as a director and editor to share really Ephesians 5.11 to expose false teachings, to expose the darkness, have nothing to do with them. And and so his, his movies, his documentaries, American Gospel, Christ Crucified, and the second one, and then the third one coming out about the uh, New Apostolic Reformation. Uh, we were so blessed that Brandon agreed to produce this anti-Enneagram conference. And so myself and um, Jill Lincor on the same day, we flew to Alistair Begg's church in Cleveland, Ohio, just outside of Cleveland. And, and so Brandon filmed us there and, um, and her Jill's, Jill's testimony that she's giving in this conference is amazing. It's so convicting and so from the heart, like she is, and it's, just going to be such a great conference wonderful we're we're excited to i'm excited to see it and uh no doubt to learn from all of the speakers about more about this so thank you so much sister for your time today and uh for for your work and participating in this conference and you know i know as you say all glory to god and that's great so yes oh man all glory to god all right guys well thank you for listening or watching this episode of the Coping and Grace podcast. Until next week, may God bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Equipping You and Grace podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate us on the app, and share this with your friends and family on social media. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Servants of Grace, on Instagram at Servants of Grace, or by searching at Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this episode and many others like it on the front page of our website, servantsofgrace.org.